Hey everybody, God bless you and praise the wonderful name of Jesus. This is Pastor Jonathan. Thanks for tuning in to this week's broadcast as we listen to The Power Within, a message that I had preached before, but I touched up, um, I believe the Lord had given me this message uh, once again to rekindle, to reignite a passion within of a power that is found in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I want to let you know that there is a power that is within you, a power that is so great that when you begin to invoke that name of Jesus, when you begin to call upon that name of Jesus and you begin to proclaim that in his name that there is power, there is a power, a sense of power that is within and it is to be exercised. It is to set the captives free. It is to deliver. It is to heal. It is to pray and anoint and it is to change and transform lives. I pray that this week's message may bless you and that it would sow something great inside that you would be able to carry on throughout the week and carry on throughout the months that come. As always, I thank you for tuning in. Please share this message. Let us know if this message was a blessing to you. And as always, may the Lord bless you greatly. Once again, thanks for tuning in to the Church of Jubilee podcast. This is Pastor Jonathan. God bless you. So as you are there standing, let us open our Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. You may have heard this message, uh, these scriptures before, but I guarantee you God will give you something different today. God has been working in our spirits, in my spirit, in my heart, in my mind, and, and uh, he has been working in our church. I want you to know something that what we do is not in vain. Don't let the devil deceive you by what you see through your eyes. Angels have come to minister unto the people of God. We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses in the name of Jesus. Just this past, what was it, for Saturday, I had some people, we were at a at a gathering and I had some people come up and say hey I follow your service online and you know I never would think that they would follow my our, our service here but they said I follow you uh, you know I get on there and I watch you it always amazes me how we doubt God every step of the way but yet he always shows us over and over and over that he is with us hallelujah I, I don't have to have a full church of 50 people to know that God is with me hallelujah because what I can't see with my physical eyes God allows me to see with spiritual eyes in my spirit and I'm here to declare that Jubilee will be a church of healing Jubilee will be a church of deliverance to the law of the brokenhearted, hallelujah. To those who are lost, they will find rest in him in this church in the name of Jesus. Whether you are watching, I want you to know that God has specifically given me a word for you. Hallelujah. The book of Acts chapter 3 verses 1 through 10. There's quite a bit of scripture, so stand with me and let's uh, focus in and stay with me. It says... Now Peter and John went up together in the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they had laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask for alms for those who entered the temple, who, 
seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. Alms is like some kind of money or something that's going to help him. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive from something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold, I do not have. In other words, Peter is saying, I don't have the money. I don't have the physical part of what you're looking for. I don't have a full church. I don't have what you would expect to be in Jubilee. But what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Nazareth and he says rise up and walk hallelujah then he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength so he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with him walking leaping and praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising God. They knew. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging at the alms of the beautiful gate of this temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. You who are sitting today in the pew, you who are watching from afar off, I'll tell you something. I don't have the exact answer to every prayer you have lifted up. But what I give to you, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ. That my God shall supply every one of your needs. That my God shall be your healer. That my God shall be a deliverer. That my God shall be praised, uplifted in the highest of highest. That my God would command angels of armies to come and protect you lest your foot hit a stone I come to declare to you that this is the Jesus of Nazareth that preached you may have your seats hallelujah oh Jesus you are mighty in this place let me tell you about a passion that God has given me today to speak on something that you must all or probably have already known I'm talking about a power that is within and that is the title of my message the power within John and Peter were talking they were talking about something that they had they said but what do I have to give to you they're talking about something that is supernatural something that we can't see with our eyes something that these that this world expects to get this world expects fame they expect money they want to be popular they want to impress people this mentality of this world is that they want to please themselves and and they want to be about all about themselves so Peter and John comes up to this man and he comes up and this man has been lame for a while, meaning he's been disabled. Amen. He's been crippled, amen? And they place him at the, at, the, at the gates because he's hoping that just by chance that he would be able to reach out and call upon these men of God and, and receive something from them that yet he did not know really what he wanted. But, they, but he, what, what he did want to a certain point was something of money, something that was going to help him get better in life. But what do you do when you ask God for something that you have been praying for and you've been praying over and over, but it doesn't fall in God's will and it doesn't happen? Amen. 
They were sharing that this man, they were giving him something. They were activating something inside of him. They were saying, look, I don't want to give you what you want to get, but I know what you do need. And what you do need is a power that is within, hallelujah, a power that will guide you, a power that will protect you, and the power, most importantly, to heal you in the name of Jesus. I know there are some of you sitting here today that you have been looking for a miracle in your life. You have been asking for a healing. Hallelujah. And, and my Bible says that they that shall ask shall receive. Don't think I'm crazy enough because you haven't seen crazy yet. I believe that God will heal somebody in this church. Hallelujah. Do you have the faith is the question. This man said, Peter and John, help me. I need something. My life is not the same. I have been crippled by life. I have an illness. I'm in a condition that nobody can heal. But I know that there is a, these two men that I, I see in front of me and that they speak of this God named Jesus of Nazareth that can heal the blind. Hallelujah. That can heal the sick, make the blind see. And he can do so much more. And I want some of that. You've spent quite a bit of time trying to talk and reason with the enemy to leave you alone. But little did you know that you do not have power that is in this world. But you have power that is from a different world. And it comes from his power. Amen. For those of you who have received the gift of the Holy Ghost, my Bible tells me in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Stop walking around all depressed and discouraged. Start taking authority in the name of Jesus and declare to whatever is before you that the power that God has given you can be exercised in the name of Jesus Christ. I hope you're listening because God has something for you today. The Greek word dunamis is, is the, what represents power. It's a word that, we, that refers to strength and power and ability. It is used 120 times in the New Testament. I always say this. If you want to know what's important to God, look how many times he uses it in Scripture. 120 times the word dunamis in Greek is used. The word power in the Greek is used 120 times. It is the root word of our English dynamite, dynamo or dynamic. Which means it's not something that is something small. It's a dynamic, it's a dynamite kind of mentality. Whatever happens when it explodes, it explodes at a great level. And my Bible says, but you shall receive dunamis, you shall receive power, you shall receive this strength, the power, and ability after the, when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time that you and I start taking our authority in the name of Jesus Christ. It's, it's time that we start proclaiming power in the name of Jesus. It's the God gift that he had given in the book of Acts chapter 238. Yes, hallelujah. hallelujah. 
in John 14, 16 through 17, it's known from the words of Christ as a counselor and spirit of truth from other translations. Let me give you the scripture. John 14, 15 through 18. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray to the Father, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he would abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. What I'm telling you today is that to the world, they cannot see God yet, because it has not been revealed to them. To them. That's why they don't understand why we shout hallelujah, why we give a praise, why our lives can be in complete a mess, but yet we still move forward in the name of Jesus. Can I tell you something today, those of you who are watching, that there is a God named Jesus Christ. If you would just let him into your life, be baptized in the name of Jesus, the gift of the Holy Ghost will come upon you in the precious name of Jesus. Look what it finishes saying. But ye know him, you believers, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Yes. Then he says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. I will come to you. There is no other part. It's not a third entity. It's not another person. It is Jesus saying, I will come to you in my spirit. I will place my word in your heart. I will place my spirit in your heart. I, it says, will come to you. I will not leave you comfortless. Jesus' words. What is this power? What is the power? It is the power of the Holy Ghost. That is in the name of Jesus Christ. It is a power that is God himself. We're talking about a power that held captive the keys to death, to hell. Hallelujah. He held him. He has him captive. And there is man. Let me tell you something about the God you serve. He is above all things. <laughs> and sometimes we walk around like we're, already, we're a defeated team. But we're on the winning team. That no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That there was a power within that has to be exercised in the name of Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Revelation 1.18, when Jesus appeared to John on the Isle of Patmos, he said, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of hell and death. Yes, Man, does that make Satan so mad? Because even in his own place, he don't have the keys, brother. But he wants you to think that he has the keys to your life when he doesn't even own the place he lives in. <laughs> Stop letting him win in your life. Stop letting him win battles in your life. Stop letting the Bible says, submit yourselves unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
Get out of your drunkenness. Hallelujah. Get out of your addiction. Get out of your adulterous ways. Get out of your fornicating ways. God says, I got a love for you. That's nothing like what you experienced over there. Oh, let me just get a hold of your life and begin to love you the way a man should love you. But I will not be a man. I will be your God. It took the ultimate sacrifice and resurrection of Christ to activate that ready button and say, start. Because God is already God already. He's big and bad already, okay? But when he comes down and he dies on the cross, he empowers us to take the same authority that he has in his name. When's the last time someone died for you? There's only been one that died for us, and his name is Jesus. There is something that some of you have been searching for. Some of you are going from person to person, from drug to drug, from liquor to liquor, from alcohol to alcohol. And you, and you, you go from tattoo to tattoo. You go from, uh, you know, what else is out there in the world? You go from, uh, you know, a sinful nature to sinful nature, and you still, you're still not happy. Because your beer won't save you. Your liquor won't save you. Because if you're a gossiper, your gossip won't save you. Your lies won't save you. But yet you try to fit in. So you bump your secular music. And you're bumping it all full blast because you want to enjoy the jam for a moment. You're never going to fit in. Because it's not you. All you do is open doors. I'm going to open up this door. I'm going to open up that door. And you wonder why you struggle at the altar. You wonder why you can't have God touch your heart. Why you can't come to the altar and cry to the Lord. Because you're so full of the filth that's out there. Because you've not exercised the power in the name of Jesus against the enemy. So you've, you've, uh, you've negotiated with, with what I call terrorists. You've negotiated with demonic forces and you're comfortable with them living on your own land. You've tolerated them. You're okay with them. You're used to them tormenting you. Why? When God has set you free. Some of you like to be amongst the popular crowd. You like to hang around. I don't, it doesn't matter what age you are. I'm talking to you. You are, you are, you're there with these people. You're not a part of them, but you want to fit in with them. You think that it's going to bring you anything joyful, but it doesn't bring you anything but grief. And because you have not surrendered to the Lord, God is knocking on your door. He says, I knock, and behold, if you answer, I will answer you. Yes, yes. I'm not angry at anybody. I'm here to give you a word that will save your soul. I'm not here to be your best friend. I'm here to give you a word that when you get to heaven, you can say, I'm glad there was a crazy old pastor that preached the wrong word, this tough word to me so that I, he saved my life because he introduced me to his God. Oh, thank God for that annoying pastor. Thank God for my annoying cousin. 
that kept speaking to me. As much as it hurt, it kept me on the right path. I don't have anything against you. My job is to get you prepared, equipped into heaven. Jesus died for us. For those of you who have been believers for a long time, why do you allow the enemy to take place in your life? I'm not just talking to the people out there that don't know the Lord. I'm talking to the believers. What do you live with? What do you tolerate? What do you open doors to? Because if you're not rebuking and using the power that's within, you're defeated already and Satan has not even touched you. Because he can't touch you. Because you belong to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. The book of Acts said, in chapter 4, verse 31, the book of Acts says this. And when they had prayed, what did they do? They prayed. The place where they were assembled together was shaken. It was shaken. Prayer releases the greatness of God. Prayer shakes up the spiritual realm. Prayer makes things happen in people's lives. Try it. It, the place was shaken. And guess what happens when things start shaking, Brother Lorenzo, in the spiritual realm? My Bible says they were filled, all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak the word of God with boldness. That's what I have inside. I speak the word of God because I want you to know that God lives inside of me. And that because he lives, I can face whatever comes my way. No, it's not easy. Sometimes God has to drag me off the floor because I've been beat down so much. Sometimes God has to pull me out of somewhere that I put myself into. But God is faithful that he says, if you begin to pray, if you begin to come together with the believer and you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit that the power of the word will become power Hmm. some of you are missing it because you have a power inside but yet you've not exercised it because maybe you're a little comfortable where you're at when's the last time you rebuked something in your life Hallelujah, Jesus. So I've answered, what is this power? Now I want to talk about what does this power do? Can you pull up Luke chapter 10, verse 19? God just gave me this just, I I believe it was yesterday or the day before. I don't remember what day it was, but he had given me this scripture. I've read it many times before, but never like this. And let me tell you something. When you begin to ask God for word of knowledge to to really understand his word, you can read the scripture 10 times, and each time you'll get something different from it. You'll, You'll get a different interpretation that means the same thing, but a different interpretation of what God wants you to take away with. And I'm going to teach you what I learned, what God gave me on this scripture. And I guarantee you're probably not going to forget it anymore. I want you to read this scripture and I want you to take it personal. 
But first let's read it. Behold, meaning stop what you're doing. Announcement is made. End of story. God has declared. Nothing, nothing at that point can overturn this. He says, behold, God's authority right there. I give you the authority. Who does he give it to? He give, put, it, put it in your perspective. Me. Behold, I give. Behold, God gives me. Okay? God gives me. What does he give me? The authority. Okay? What authority does he, authority does he give to me? The authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's look at that scripture and read it again. Okay? It says, Behold, I, behold, God gives me the power, the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. What am I have? What do I have the power to do? Hmm. The power to trample over serpents and scorpions. And I'm not talking about physical scorpions. I'm not talking about physical serpents. He's talking about a spiritual enemy. He's talking about demons. He's talking about spirits. He's talking about principalities that you have the power to take authority over in the name of Jesus. So let's read it again. Behold, announcement final. God's authority has declared that he gives you the authority, the power in the name of Jesus Christ to trample on serpents and scorpions. This next part blew my mind. It says, get, get this, you ready? It says, and all, and over all the power of the enemy. If Jesus could mic drop, he would mic drop right there. Do you understand what you just under, what you just read? Meaning that oh, it doesn't say just the power. It doesn't say just a little bit of the devil's power or a little bit of what comes against your life. Over all, all the power of the enemy. Over all the power of the enemy, over all the power of Satan, over all the power that he deceives us with. Why are you struggling in your life when he has given you the authority over all the power of the enemy? You should not be bound to anything. You are not to be living in bondage like the Israelites were under slavery. That's not what he wanted for them. He brought them out. So next time you read that scripture, <laughs> take it down. But it's not over yet because you see there's a little bit more. Ooh, this is the part that I love. I was like, oh, man, I love my daddy, Jesus. Man, he is amazing. God, you are awesome. He says, not only have I given unto you the power and authority Amen. over anything that's demonic or spiritual, and over all the power of the enemy. But by the way, just by chance, if you were worried about something, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Wow. Nothing by any means shall hurt you. You are already well, you've won the battle. You've won the battle in your life. You've won the battle against the spirits in your life. You've won the battle against principalities, against rulers of darkness, because you have the armor of God. You have the power within. You have the authority in the name of Jesus. When you begin to invoke his name and you begin to say, Jesus, by your word, it is written that nothing shall by any means hurt me. Yes, 
Nothing. Nothing. That's it. Nothing shall hurt me. Can you go to the book of Mark chapter 16 verse 18? I, man, that scripture was blown out of my mind. I'm telling you, I man, that that when I just when I just understood it from that perspective, it became so much more real. And then guess what else happens? The word of God says in the book of Mark, chapter 16, verse 18, it says, They will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. Get this. They will place their hands. This is why it's important to come to the altar. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. This is why we say, let me pray with you at the altar so we can lay hands on you. And we believe because of the written word of God that when we place our hands on sick people, that they would be healed and get well in the name of Jesus. I am talking about a healing in the name of Jesus. Some of you have been living with conditions that you've been struggling with. But God wants you to know that he's able to heal you if you believe. Don't look to how small a place is because God can heal it. They would place their hands on sick people, picking up snakes and drinking deadly poison. I'm not telling you to go do that. That's not necessary. But what you must understand is what God is, the word of God is saying in this place is that there is no harm. If you are proclaiming in the name of Jesus and you're working in his will and in his authority, you have nothing to fear. So why are you wounded? Why are you crippled? Why are you still dealing with your hurt? Why are you still dealing with things that you have not let go? You're sick because you failed to proclaim God's glory in your life. You're sick because you're still dealing with something because there's something that God has not been able to touch inside of you. You ever notice when God would heal people, he would say, your sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more. Your faith has made you well. Go and sin no more. What would the people always say? Lord, have mercy upon me. Why are they asking for mercy? Why are they asking for forgiveness? Because forgiveness is the key to healing. They understood that. You know what, God, I see this man walking. He must be Jesus Christ, this prophet. Man, can you just forgive me, God, for my sinful ways? I need a healing from you. Some of us are not healed because we've not asked for forgiveness. Because we have not forgiven others. This is a super, this is a very important topic. Forgiveness, unforgiveness, should I say, is what causes a lot of sickness. It causes a lot of diseases. It causes a lot of things to happen. 
We all have something sometimes that we hold on to. And you got to come before the Lord and say, God, by the power that you have given me in the name of Jesus Christ, I need you to search my heart right now. Everything that is hidden, be brought to light. So you may be asking, you talked about authority. What authority did it come from? It came from Jesus when he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And he says, therefore, go and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you even to the end of age. Can you pull up one more scripture, First Lady? Mark 16, 17. There is a power that is within. But if you have not let God deal with your heart, you're going to continue to struggle. Because you can't exercise a power that you know nothing about. You can't exercise the name of Jesus is if you're still holding on to things that he can't fully use you. What is the book of Mark chapter 16 verse 8 or 17? You ready? And these signs will follow those who believe. Hmm. And these signs will follow those who believe. What do I have to do first? I have to believe. Amen. You with me? And what are the signs that are coming? What are these signs that Jesus is speaking about? In my name. In my name. Not in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In the name. The name. What is his name? The name of Jesus. They will what? They will cast out demons. What else will they do? They will speak with new tongues. Tongues hasn't died with the apostles. It's still fresh today. The spirit of God still moves. He is forevermore. In my name they would cast out demons. They would speak new tongues. Hallelujah. The word of God says. Hallelujah. You want to know if you're a believer? Are you fulfilling what God says that you would be doing? If you're a believer and you are in his name, you speak in tongues. It's biblical. You saw it. Don't be afraid of casting out demons. Cast them out of your life first. They will take up, verse 18, they will take up serpents and, they, and if they drink anything deadly, by, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I believe Jubilee is going to experience some healings. I believe that. I just need some people to believe. Because I'm confident of the power that God has given me. What he's given you. I'm confident about the book of Acts in verse 1, chapter 8, where it says, but I shall receive, you shall receive, I shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. 
Let's see, I have the Holy Ghost. I believe in God. I believe in my Lord. Then I have the authority to play hands, to lay hands and heal the sick. I have the authority to come against anything that's in my life or in your life. And pray with you to rebuke it in Jesus' name. Not by my authority. By his authority. I gave you plenty of scriptures that back up what I just said right now. So this isn't a Pastor Jonathan thing. This is a word of God thing. And how did, the, how did the Lord defeat the enemy and resist the temptation of taking whatever Satan was trying to offer him? He says, it is written. Meaning, my word says. If my Bible says that nothing by any means shall hurt me, I can walk confident in knowing that when I am working and operating in the Holy Spirit, that there is no harm that would come against me, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper when I am working and moving and abiding in his presence and abiding in the Spirit of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are mighty, God. There is a power that is within. This is what Peter and John gave the lame man. He said, I don't have what you're looking for, but I'll tell you one thing that I know that you need. In the name of Jesus Christ, walk up. Rise and walk. Hallelujah. Some of you who are watching, you've been back and forth from occasions. You've been back and forth. You know, you, you want to give your life to Christ. You want to serve him fully. If I can get a keyboardist. You want to get him fully. But you don't surrender to God. When you don't surrender to God. You take the chance that tomorrow would come. And you wouldn't have Jesus in your life. Some of you have been living. A life that has been rough. Some of you have been dealing with marital problems. Some of you have been dealing with sickness. Maybe there's a disease that you have, you have not yet been healed from. Some of you have been dealing with a, a sickness that you're, you, you've been encountered. And yet, you don't yield to God. Yet, you don't give yourself to God. You enjoy the party life too much. You enjoy the popularity. But that only lasts for a moment. Because the next moment, you're there sat and down. Looking for someone to give you attention. The Lord wants to deliver us today. The Lord wants to bring healing in your life. But you got to ask him. 
You got to ask God for those of you who know the Lord. Ask God, search my heart. What do I have that needs to be removed? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know your need, but I know my God who does. And if he is faithful to the people that believe in him, he'll be faithful to you. Let us all stand.